This is the Podcasters Club, brought to you by Precision Podcasting. I am your host, Kane Power. This episode, I'm talking about audio mastering for podcasts. What is it? How does it work? And why do we do it? I'll also play you some before and after examples of raw versus mastered audio. Now, I personally think that people take definitions around this topic much too seriously, and the debate between mixing and mastering for podcasts can be incredibly boring. So I'm going to endeavor to lay it out as simply as possible. Podcast production is not the same as music production. Audio mixing for podcasts is much less involved than it would be for a modern studio music recording, and podcast engineers don't often master a mixed file separately as you would for music. I think that you can mix a podcast and you can master a podcast, and I also think that you can mix and master the same podcast. What both terms do come under is the blanket of post-production, And for podcasting, the only distinction I really think is worth making is between editing and mastering, as they are two entirely different things. The line between mixing and mastering for podcasting is blurry, and so to make it easier on myself and simpler for clients, I use mastering as a blanket term for all podcast post-production that's not editing, pretty much. My justification for this is because All the ways that I balance, treat, and improve the audio that is not editing are being summed on the master track, in the master session, and being printed as the master file. Therefore, for me, it's all just mastering. Make sense? Not really. Entirely unnecessary of me to point out, as you couldn't care less about audio geek debates and just want to know about mastering? Definitely. So let's dive into what mastering actually is. Mastering is the process of finalizing our audio so that it's ready for publishing and release. You can use the mastering process to balance and enhance the audio and make sure it hits acceptable volume levels, also known as the broadcast standard. Mastering can make a huge difference to the quality of your podcast and can be the difference between it sounding professional and amateur. You know when people talk about a polished sound when referring to a high-quality audio product? What they're likely referring to is mastering. Mastering is the polish for your podcast. Here are some of the ways that mastering can improve your audio. Number one, mastering will balance the volume of the elements in your podcast. So you don't want your intro to be way too loud and then your voice to be way too quiet. You don't want one speaker much quieter than the other speaker. Mastering corrects volume fluctuation and makes your episode sound smooth. Number two, mastering also corrects dramatic fluctuation in volume from loud parts like yelling or laughing or quiet parts like whispering or a soft speaker. This makes your episode sound controlled and consistent and removes the need for your listeners to adjust the volume while listening to your podcast. Number three, mastering can help reduce unwanted background noise, something we've discussed at length in other episodes, things like air conditioning, appliance hum, traffic noise, computer fans, etc. Number four, mastering can sometimes reduce distortion which might occur from sudden loud noises, or if someone has recorded with too much gain which we call clipping. Number five, 
Mastering can make podcasters' voices sound warmer and brighter, fuller and more present. And if they sound too warm and bright or full and present, mastering can help balance their sound to be more comfortable for the listener. Number six. Mastering can help different recordings from different speakers in different locations sound more cohesive. It can also accentuate the best parts of each speaker's voice so that your episode sounds more polished. So really, mastering is, once again, all about the listener. We want to make the listener experience as comfortable and appealing as possible, and mastering is the final stage in achieving that. It's the last chance we have at correcting mistakes made while recording and improving the quality that we've captured. In short, mastering makes your podcast sound better. And that's the episode. No, 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 no. Much more to go, much more. Okay, let's hear a few examples of audio before and after mastering. Here's the first raw recording. Um, I just wanted to do naively what I was good at and what I loved and what I felt comfortable doing. And being topped that off with a good dose of shyness, um, it's pretty, yeah, <laughs> probably held my own business back for quite a while. But on the other hand, built a brand instead of building a celebrity person. There are a few problems here. Mainly that it's too loud and it's clipping at times, but also the background noise. It sounds like she's speaking next to a huge extractor fan, which might be the case, who knows. Anyway, here's what it sounds like after mastering. Um, I just wanted to do naively what I was good at and what I loved and what I felt comfortable doing. And being topped that off with a good dose of shyness... Um, it's pretty, yeah, <laughs> probably held my own business back for quite a while, but on the other hand, built a brand instead of building a celebrity person. You can obviously hear the improvement from the noise reduction, but her voice sounds much more even and controlled. I've used EQ to reduce some of the low mid-range in her recording, which makes it much more listenable. Let's try another one. Here is the raw recording. My PT calls her the American Dream, oh. which is pretty accurate. It is. She's so rocked too. in here in her um, Doc Martens, her leggings, with her cute little bubble butt. She's a yogi, you know that. This is why you two would get along. Yeah, you two are going to get along. Could you hear it? Hear it is again with a serious gain boost and some dynamic processing. My PT calls her the American dream, oh. which is pretty accurate. It is. She's so rocked too. in here in her um, Doc Martens, her leggings, with her cute little bubble butt. She's a yogi, you know that. This is why you two would get along. Yeah, you two are going to get along. Now, the main issues here for me are the background noise and the clicks from her mouth as she talks. Let's see what it sounds like after mastering. My PT calls her the American dream, oh. which is pretty accurate. It is. She's so rocked too. in here in her um, Doc Martens, her leggings, with her cute little bubble butt. She's a yogi, you know that. This is why you I two would her. get along. Yeah, you I two do. are going to get along. So clearly it's still not perfect, but it is a huge improvement over the original recording, and thankfully, much more listenable. Okay, here's one more. I think what happens is the water just goes through it and it's not until the water table builds up and, and comes up that it actually gets water. And um, I noticed my neighbour um, has got the same kind of land and they were advised to put something like 10 tonnes to the hectare of lime on it. 
This one is a recording from his smartphone on the desk in front of him while he's on a Zoom call. We've discussed this technique in previous episodes. You can hear that it's too quiet and it has a lot of background noise. For interest's sake, here is the same recording with only dynamic processing applied. I think what happens is the water just goes through it and it's not until the water table builds up and, and comes up that it actually gets water. And um, I noticed my neighbour um, has got a, the same kind of land and they were advised to put something like 10 tonnes to the hectare of lime on it. Okay, so that's a bit louder. But now we can hear how boxy his voice sounds from the poor microphone on his smartphone. Let's see how it sounds after mastering. I think what happens is the water just goes through it and it's not until the water table builds up and, and comes up that it actually gets water. And um, I noticed my neighbour um, has got the same kind of land and they were advised to put something like 10 tonnes to the hectare of lime on it. Much better. Now, it's worth pointing out that all three of the examples I shared are from amateur podcasters recording in less-than-ideal environments with less-than-ideal equipment. But what if you have a great recording setup in a nice room? Let's try a before and after with my voice right now. Here's my raw recording at my desk in my studio. It's not an entirely sound-treated room or a vocal booth, but it's fairly quiet and I have good recording gear. It's also crazy hot here right now, which means my computer fan is going hard, so I'm going to see if I can mask that with some noise reduction. Let's hear what mastering can do for me. Here's my voice after mastering. It's much the same, except I've adjusted my EQ to make my voice more even, which helps with listener retention and a constant sound across different devices. And I've controlled my dynamics with compression and limiting, as well as some other small adjustments. So you can see what a huge difference mastering can make, and also what a huge difference a good quality recording can make to the sound of a final episode. Now, since this is an episode dedicated to mastering, I do want to go through my mastering process step by step, but I'll be brief, I promise. Most of my clients refer to the work that I do for them as magic, but I assure you, While some of the software I use certainly makes it seem magical, the mastering process is anything but, and has actually been honed over years and years of working with audio. However, if you've never delved into the audio mastering world, then it can seem like something from a sci-fi novel. So let's break down and simplify some of the more common processes we use to master audio. Firstly, I want to say that how I approach mastering is different for each podcast each episode, and each speaker. Mastering is first and foremost something we do using our ears, and how the audio sounds will determine what we do to improve it. So the very first thing I'm going to do when I'm sent new audio is to make a copy of it on my work drive. That way, if anything bad happens, I can always go back to the original raw audio. It's also important to use non-destructive editing software, which modifies versions of the copied files rather than changing the file itself, which is scary. Usually, once I have new audio in a new session and I'm starting to master that episode, the first thing I'm trying to do is get the speaker's audio to a good level so that I can hear what's going on. To do this, I'm going to compress the audio with a compressor, which smooths out the loud parts and boosts up the quiet parts. Most of the time, I'll use two compressors for each speaker. Next, 
I'm going to send that audio to a limiter, which allows me to increase the overall level without going above a set limit, which effectively is squishing the audio even more. This is what's called dynamic processing, which you heard me mention before. And what I'm doing is trying to even out the dynamics of the audio so that it's consistent and so that our listeners can hear everything that we're saying. Once I can hear the audio loud and clear, I'm going to listen to any issues that I think it has. This is where I'll usually remove what background noise I can, before turning to EQ to remove unwanted frequencies in each voice and enhance the best qualities of each speaker. I'll also often use tools like a deesser, which softens the sibilance, and a mouth declicker, which reduces the clicks that come from our mouth when we speak. It's a podcaster's and narrator's curse. So once I'm satisfied with the first speaker, I'll work on the next, and so on, until all speakers in that episode have been treated. Then I'll compare them to each other, and adjust each one slightly so that all voices work well together, complement each other, and are all at a similar volume for the listener. After the initial mastering process, I'll edit the podcast. I prefer to master the recordings first, so that I can hear what's going on while I'm editing. And, during editing, I'll always make a few adjustments to my mastering signal chain, just to make sure everything sounds as good as it can. Once I've finished my edit, I'll double check my master bus, which is where all my audio is being sent to, and which is actually the output that will be printed to create the master audio file that we use for publishing. I know, this is starting to get pretty deep, but hold on. As a last check, I'll look at the limiter on my master bus and make sure I'm hitting the right levels. And then I'll print, or in audio, we say bounce. After I've bounced my master file, I'll load the file into separate software that checks the LUFS, which is the term we use to measure program loudness, that's L-U-F-S. It also checks the loudness range, which tells me the decibel fluctuation of the episode, and the decibel true peak, DBTP, which is the highest peak level. This is to confirm what I was hearing and seeing in my master session is, in fact, correct. In podcasting, we're aiming for between minus 18 and minus 16 LUFS, a loudness range of between 2 and 4 decibels, and a true peak of minus 2 to minus 1.5 decibels. This is what we call broadcast standard, and it provides standardization across the industry so that professional podcasts are all at a similar level, which means they all work for playback on platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and so that there's consistency for the listener. I hope you're not sick of me saying that yet because it's going to happen some more. Now, my approach is to aim for these values. If I don't quite hit them and I'm only a few points of a decibel off, well, I'm fine with that. And it's incredibly unlikely that anyone will ever notice or care. An audio master is about how it sounds, not about how the numbers read. However, if you're doing it yourself, don't stray too far from these numbers, and definitely don't go over minus one decibel true peak if you can help it. One last term you're going to hear a lot in the podcasting world is normalization. Normalization is an automated process which applies a consistent amount of gain to an audio file. Many people use normalization to increase the level of audio to hit broadcast standard. Normalization can be useful especially if you're new to mastering and just want everything to be loud. However, I don't use normalization for podcast audio. The issue I have with normalization is that it increases all audio, including the audio you don't want to hear. 
using dynamic compression will sound more natural and pleasing to our ears and will give our listeners a better experience. So finally, why do we need to master our podcasts? I'd hope that if you've made it this far into the episode, the answer to this question would be entirely clear to you. But just in case it's not, let me spell it out. We master our podcasts to make them sound good for our listeners. Mastering balances elements and voices, it reduces unwanted noise and accentuates desirable sounds, conforms to volume standards, and polishes our episodes. Your master file should be the final version of your episode which represents how you want your podcast to sound. If you're mastering your show yourself, I'd encourage you to seek out some tutorials on EQ, DSing, compression, and limiting. Use good quality headphones or studio monitors if you can, and practice using your ears to improve your podcast. Avoid preset mastering chains that some people will sell. Every voice is different every day, and each new recording has different requirements. And I'm not being snobby here, this is something that I do on a daily basis. The same voice, in the same room, with the same microphone and the same preamp, will sound different from day to day. And if I'm doing my job properly, I'm treating that voice as a new voice each and every time. And if you don't have the time or desire to learn audio mastering for your podcast, please consider outsourcing to a professional. Your listeners will thank you. Till next time. This podcast was created by Precision Podcasting. We make podcasts sound better. For more about what we do, resources on podcasting, and if you'd like to get in touch, visit precisionpodcasting.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Pippa Precision Pippa Podcasting. Yes, that's spelled the way it sounds. If you'd like to hear more episodes, make sure to hit subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.